excuse me. Would you mind lending me your wife? This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined as always by... I'm Mark Wellington, and have I ever told you that I love you? I'm Chan Oliver, and... No. I'm Mark Wellington, and... I do. I'm Chad Oliver, and... Still? I'm Mark Wellington, and... Always. Aw. That's so sweet. That 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 was beautiful, boys. I I loved it. I f- I felt the Sorry. emotion. Crying a little bit. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Who, who who knew we would start off like so emotionally charged at the beginning of this episode? You know, this movie is very romantic, and this podcast has just taken on that turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we this just, is we the just, uh, this is best pictures. This is the romance podcast where we mm-hmm. profess our love to each other every week. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome to our very special Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> yep. Valentine's Day is in November, right? Uh, it is yep. now. Yep. I, um, I thought we were going to record this ahead so we could release it in February. I thought that, mm-hmm. was the plan. that would be a weird gap to take. <laughs> it would be I a know. strange gap to take. Yeah, we haven't um, even re- recorded the Christmas special yet. or the, Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is Best Pictures. On this podcast, we uh, watch five movies for every year that we've been alive. Mark, How do we Chad- pick those five movies? Uh, so I'm so glad you asked, Mark. So you, Chad, and I all pick our favorite movie for a particular year. Then, I do remember that. Yeah. Then our good friend, the Academy, walks in and tells us what they want to pick, and we have to listen to them, so we discuss that one. And then for Shiggles, Chad, do you remember what Shiggles means? I believe it means um, shits and uh-huh. something else. Tickles. 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 Yep, correct. Correct, because the tickles are funny about. For Shiggles, we um, talk about what won the Golden Raspberry Award, what the Razzies determined was the worst movie of the year, and our quest for this episode is to determine is that movie actually very, very bad. But before we get into that, I want to know what my good friends, Chad, Chadwick, Oliver, yes. and Marcus well, Wallington. Just, it's just we would just say Chad, but go Mm-mm, on. Chadwick, my nope. good friend Chadwick. Nope, that's not what a thing. Have, We're not going to make what, that a thing. It's definitely a thing. Chadwick, what have you seen in? What have you seen recently? What movies have you seen? If you've seen any? Well, I actually I started this movie the other day and I still haven't finished it. Um, it's called Stranger Things Two. Fuck off! <laughs> I, this bit was coming like from twenty miles away. Yeah, I know, but it's it's topical. It just came out and it's very good. And it's very good. Eleven is into punk good. rock Watch now, it. and I love it. Uh-huh, but no in all, well, punk rock is you know, punk, punk rock, rock is always a spoiler. Spoiling my neighborhood. Am I right? I'm just trying to drive my minivan and take my kids to school, and all these fucking punk rockers are like trying to like tell me about. Hey, psst, Mark. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, what's a punk rock band so I can make this bit very good? Oh, there's this new band called Green Day. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> All these like p- punk kids are like talking about Green Day, and I'm like, Psh, what about Sunny well, Day? Hey, 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 punk kids, why don't you take the, the, the boulevard of broken dreams home and get out yeah. of my neighborhood? Get out of my neighborhood. Hey, I don't punk need kids, punks why don't you here. go? Why don't you go walk a lonely road? You know, the only one that you've ever known. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you do that? <laughs> hey, punks, call Ashton. Could that's not the same thing. Hey, no, uh, American punk. idiots. That was good. No, keep going with it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, hey, hey, punks. Why don't you throw a pie in my face? <laughs> Maybe you should be punked. 
I take it back, Cody. That wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Anyway, um, uh, so you've so seen. So what recent, have you seen? Recently, I saw the feature film, uh, The Florida Project, in theaters. And uh-huh. it's my favorite movie I've seen this year. And I think I fully expect it to sweep some of the Oscars. I kind of don't think it'll win Best Picture. I would give it the Best Picture. Uh, but it's kind interesting, of- Mark. It's interesting, Chad, that you have hired a film to be the janitorial service um, at the Academy Awards. What? What? I, I don't. What? I'm not tracking your I'm joke sorry? at all. Be, because, because because they're sweeping. Oh, gee. No. <laughs> oh, hey, that's good. That's good. <laughs> oh gosh, that was such a Mark comment that, like, coming <laughs> from you, it just did not register. But yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thank you. I don't think it'll win Best Picture, even though I would vote it for Best Picture. Uh, but that's kind of mm-hmm. like the thesis statement of this podcast is the the Academy's wrong a lot. Um, but it's just that not the kind of movie that would win. But I think it will win some like performances, um, probably Best Supporting Actor with Willem Dafoe, maybe like the youngest Best Lead Actor Actress ever. Um, How old is she? Six. That would be the youngest. No, it won it because Quavonzene. Uh, was about the same age. It, it, it would tie it, but um, but yeah. I mean, hey, it's semantics. Um, I don't know why the fuck I'm correcting you. Ignore yeah, me. Yeah, that's not like, the point. Come on, it let me have my nominated. Or it would be it would be the youngest winner ever of any category. Yes, that's that's fair. That's fair. Also, yeah, the, fuck me. The, I'm sorry. Would she be leader supporting Chad? I believe she would be lead. Yeah, because the, it's very much the, told from her perspective. The two youngest women ever have been supporting actresses. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, fuck me. Like, I don't... It was semantics. There was no reason for me to correct yeah. you. Uh, I, I felt yeah, like a look, film bro um, while doing it. I felt gross. Just, I apologize, Chad. Before we record next, just prepare a formally written apology, and no, I'll... Well, um, that's not happening. You can fuck yourself with with that, but, well, you no, know... Cody, Cody, I'm with Chad. If you don't apologize, I'm going to quit. Yeah. Okay, well... That, We're putting no. our feet down. I'm apologizing to you right now, Chad. Look, nope, look at me. Cody. No, Chad, Chad, Chad. Look me in Hold the on. eyes right I, now. Oh, look. I can't do that. But Cody, no, no, no. Let me look ask me you this. Let me ask you this. I just uh-huh. said we're gonna put our feet down. Is that right? Like, if multiple people are putting their foot down, <laughs> I am unsure, honestly. But uh, look me in the eyes right now, Chad. Uh, okay, please. hold on. Um, I'm this face north, so if I look uh-huh. this way, uh-huh. I'm looking uh-huh. roughly. <laughs> I'm looking east. Okay, so we're 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 looking into each other eye in into each other's eyes, Chad. I appreciate in theory, you. yeah. I oh. appreciate you. I appreciate yeah. your insight into film. Ooh. I am sorry. I felt the need to correct you. Um, you are one of my best bros, one of my two best bros, and I apologize for interrupting you to correct you for something that didn't matter. Well, I I accept your apology. Is best bros like me? Does that mean we're we're best bros, or is that like a nickname for the podcast? Best pictures, best bros. I think that's what we are on the podcast. Like so we're not hosts. We're bros. You know, we're just bros. We're, we're a, film bros. We're, we're bros. We're a big old family here. We are a hey, big speaking old family. of families. Speaking of families, Cody, you watched um, The Addams Family recently? Yes, I did. I watched it last night. So I love spooky shit. I'm the mayor of Spooky Town. Um, and I had seen a lot, weirdly enough, I had seen a lot of like OG Adams family, like 60s sitcom had never seen the movie. Um, so I decided to rectify that last night. Cause, uh, as of recording this Halloween was last night and, um, it's great. Like spooky, 
aesthetics. It very much like is awesome. It's kind of, you know, very, it's like the Haunted Mansion right at Disney World. It's very like macabre humor and, you know, it's mm. very much joking and like, don't at me, but Christina Ritchie deserved an Oscar nomination for playing Wednesday Adams. It's like insane. Christina Ritchie is so good. It is insane how a child that young understands that character so fully. Like it doesn't feel like a kid performance. It feels like it's unreal how like she gets it so much. Like, she understands I'm supposed to, like, be torturing my brother. I'm supposed to be into dark shit. And she just sells it. Like, God, it's um, so good. Hey, if you think that child performance is good, you should watch Pluto Project, by the way. No, I believe you. This is a very much... It's very different, obviously. Not, it's not, a, nothing against Wednesday, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. Or Tuesday, for that matter. <laughs> but Mondays, am I right? <laughs> Boy! <laughs> Give me, where's my coffee on my Mondays? I can't, I can't, lasagna. I, can't, I, can't I can't get started on the, on the Mondays without Look, my coffee. Lasagna. I'm just saying, don't talk to me before I have my, I've had my coffee, okay? Hey, hey. Don't talk to me before I've had my lasagna. Okay, yeah, you're doing a Garfield thing and Mark and I are like doing a dork at mm-hmm. the office type thing. So like, we just mm-hmm. gotta get it on the right thing. We gotta get on the same. Okay, 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 I will. I am president. I love lasagna and I hate Mondays. I'm President Garfield. Hey, Mark, what movie have you seen recently? I've watched um, a good amount of movies recently. Um, I was supposed to ask you about one, wasn't I? Yeah, you were supposed to look at my letterbox and ask me like I did you. <laughs> well, I forgot to do that. So, Mark, tell me what um, what movie you, you've you seen most recently, I guess. Most recently? Um, well, I rewatched Lucky Number 11 last night. Oh yeah, tell me about that. Um, it, I when I watched it the first time, like the twist really like blew my mind, and then I watched it with my roommate the other day, and he called the twist from like the beginning. I hate that so much. Me when too. like no, I mean, you're ready to show someone something that blew your mind, and they just call yeah. it. The you feel like is, a dumb asshole. Like honestly, no, but like rewatching it, like it it did not hide the twist well at all. Mm. Oh, got it. Got it got also got like it. I feel like most. Most good com man movies have like a double twist. Nope, mm-hmm. just the one. Just twist. the one. Yeah, and so you're yeah. looking for one, and then that's the that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. You're like you're like okay, I found the one they want me to find. What's the second one? Nope, there's just the one. <laughs> just the one. They got me. They tricked me into thinking there'd um, be more to this. Yeah. That's the real I mean, twist. The, the movie mm-hmm. is like a real like um a real like Quentin Tarantino wannabe because it has like a real clever script and it's about con man in the in the mafia, um and it's like. It's a decent Tarantino knockoff. The script is clever and Yeah. I mean, in terms of like the dialogue, it's like quippy and catchy right. and like it's it's a fun movie. It's just like not as not as smart as I remembered it. Yeah. No, that that, that I think that's a fair criticism of the movie. Mark, you've also re- recently rewatched another movie that I have given the criticism of at times feeling like a Tarantino knockoff. Um and that's Baby Driver. Do you agree with that assessment of it? I think I think that it has like a a Tarantino plot in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like yeah. Tarantino likes to fuck with timelines, and it likes to, he likes to have a twist. True. Um, and True. like, Baby Driver doesn't really do that. Um, I think its dialogue feels kind of Baby Driver, or it feels kind of Tarantino-ish, 
and its editing is kind of Tarantino-ish, but like also its action pieces are are way different than yeah, Tarantino. Fair. Its soundtrack is probably what's closest to Tarantino. Yeah, its it soundtrack just... and its like general setting. I enjoyed it, but the more I think about it, it just doesn't feel like an Edgar Wright movie to me. It feels like him kind of doing an impression of somebody else. No, it it definitely does feel like an Edgar Wright movie. It, it feels like an Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright more along the lines of Scott Pilgrim than his Cornado trilogy. I guess. I, I think, honestly, the lack of jokes like was hard for me the first time because I expected it to be more in that kind of vein, which isn't necessarily fa- a yeah. fair. Like he, he wasn't making a comedy, but like, I just was so it expectant is, of it. It is much less of a comedy than any of his other ones, but it's also more like just stylish and smooth than any of his other ones. Yeah. Good movie. It just like, it hasn't stuck with me. Like I thought it would. Um, also the ending's dumb. Like we can agree on that, right? The ending. Yeah. Well, dumb. don't tell me what the ending yeah. is because I haven't we, seen it. Okay. Well, we won't, There's a lot but you about should the third- watch it. Yeah, there's a lot about the way that it ends that I dislike about it. Yeah, also, the whole third act is kind of a mess. Yeah. Also, did you just quote my letterbox review? No, but it's accurate. Also, I just wanted to say that at one point Mark said the movie was more smooth than anything Edgar Wright had done, and I wanted to attribute that to Ansel Elgort's beautiful baby face. He yep. does have a smooth ass face. Smooth. That motherfucker boy. shaves. His, you know, <laughs> like like before every shot. Yeah, for sure. Um, hi, my name's Baby. I'm from Georgia. B-A-B-Y-B-A-B-Y. Is that what he talks like in this movie? Kind yeah, of. It, it is, <laughs> kind it's, of. It's that sounds in, like a bad Forrest Gump. Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's set in Atlanta, and he has a pretty good southern accent. I just yeah, said that sounded like a bad Forrest Gump, but I don't know what a good Forrest Gump sounds like. <laughs> Accurate. Um, but you'll but catch that next Oscars episode. Yeah, for real. Stay tuned. It, stay tuned. Um, yeah, it's it isn't bad, but there are times where it falls into parody. Lily James kind of has it the worst of the fake Southern accents, like because she's British, and it's very like, is your name really baby? B a b y baby. It's is uh Ansel Elgort British. No, I don't know no, where that motherfucker. What from. did his yeah, parents do with that name then? Like, where did they get that? I get it if it's like know. if he's British naming him out Ansel, but somehow I don't see an American. I think his like he, Ansel. he he like I think he has German heritage or like this shows my complete like non knowledge of European countries, but like Ansel sounds of, super German. Yeah, or um, Dutch or something like that, like in that area. What's, so I just went to his Wikipedia page. It looks like his name came from the fact that his parents um, once wandered into the woods and left a bread trail behind them. Hmm. <laughs> That's Hansel, you idiot. Um, hey, it sounds close enough. Well, they obviously they were going to name him like after their right, parents. Right, right. Maybe Hansel, they just like maybe no one does just, that. Right? Maybe they were just huge photography fans, and they were like, "Yo, Ansel Adams." Um, do you guys know who Ansel Adams is? I do not. No. Well, he's a pretty famous. Maybe, she, maybe his great grandfather was killed by an anvil falling on his head, and then they named him after that. I just realized I don't know enough about Ansel Adams. Um, it is a he. Okay. I just realized that we are pretty deep into this episode <laughs> and have not even said the words indecent proposal. And I just realized that Woody Harrelson gets pretty deep into his wife. <laughs> in this oh, movie. More than one person gets deep into his wife in this movie. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the movie. This week we're talking about the um, 
Oh, normally we have transitions, but we're not doing that anymore. Spoiler alert. Um, in 93, I was born. <laughs> so we're talking about Indecent Proposal. Um, Ooh, speaking of being born and this movie, I think the movie would have been better if uh, she had a baby after the no, Redford No, it night. wouldn't have been. That would have been way grosser. But we are jumping way ahead of I like that, Chad. We'll talk about doing. that. We'll talk about that. Um, so it would, it would require rewriting the third act of this movie and maybe even the second act. And maybe yeah. the first act. Right. So the movie... No, maybe. It wouldn't require it, but maybe they should have. <laughs> yeah. So the movie this week is what won the Razzie for Worst Picture. It is the 1993 film, Indecent Proposal. And hey, boys, are you ready to buckle up? Click. Oh, <laughs> yep, there it was. <laughs> um, uh, because we about to get rebranded as a horny as fuck podcast it's getting horny up in here grab your trumpets it's horny this is <laughs> it's getting we, sexy in here it's getting so sexy so horny because this is a hey, horny movie sex, sexes aren't horns they're woodwinds uh i mean look at the thing that's a horn mark do you want us to beat you up after class because if you keep talking that shit we're going to um, it's just they have reeds and the reed it, part makes yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just that sure. it goes toot and there's like a big like circle thing <laughs> at the end of it and it's a horn. Anyone else goes toot and has a big hole at the end of it? Your asshole? My butt. <laughs> okay, so let's okay. let's let's talk about this movie. It came out in '93. Um, it stars Robert Redford. Um, who was, in Mark's words for the research, was famous as fuck in this uh, time frame. He had been in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, um, All the President's Men, Out of Africa. He also was becoming he a... Also... Go ahead. Yeah, he, he directed an Academy Award-winning movie, Ordinary People. Which I've seen. I enjoy quite a bit. Um, I watched, don't remember much of it. Yeah, and then in 94, he makes Quiz Show, which we'll talk about more in 94 because it got nominated for Best Picture, but it's a it's a very good movie. Um, so he was, like, kind of doing some acting roles here and there. He was obviously huge, but, like, I feel like he was kind of transitioning into doing more directing at this point. Um, but he was definitely, like, a draw. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, then it had all, so the movie also stars Demi Moore as the female lead. Um, she had been on General Hospital for a season. Then she was on St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire is a weird movie because I watched it when I watched a lot of other John Hughes movies, but I do not like remember that one basically at all. Um, she got to be. Yeah, that one is more of, it's more of a cult classic than most of the John Hughes stuff. Yeah. Um, she got to be super popular after the movie Ghost, and she's in A Few Good Men. Uh, haven't seen Ghost. Don't remember A Few Good Men that well. Um, it's interesting. Is Ghost she the one with the pottery scene? Patrick Swayze. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. I, that's um, all I know about that movie is the pottery. Looks hot. That's what a lot of people our age know about it because we were yeah. taught like babies when it came out, so we weren't watching that movie. And I don't no. think it's one that necessarily gets revisited a lot. Interestingly interestingly enough like if you ask your mom she she loves that movie but she's not going to show it to you there's a lonely island lyric where he says he's a ghost like swayze but yes. i don't remember what song that's in or yeah so i, I know a little bit about the movie I guess. what's right. weird though is that she was in she was in ghost which is like this super romantic movie 
Mm-hmm. Then she was in A Few Good Men as like an army sergeant, and that's like a Sorkin. Was it's based on a play, and yes. like Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson are yelling at each other, and there's De- there's Demi Moore who was who was this like romance soap opera star. Yeah, and she eventually she goes couldn't on to handle be in, being in that movie. Good one, good one, Chad. Um, she goes on to be in this movie called GI Jane, um, where she plays. You know, I don't. I don't really know much about it other than she shaves her head in the movie, and that was a big Yeah, which was thing. super – because she was, like, hella famous and just shaved her head clean off – or yeah. clean out of hair, not off. Right. It, it was the Natalie Portman thing for V for Vendetta. Like, it, it blew people away at the time of, like, holy shit, she, like, dedicated and did this. She kind of faded away. that wo- movie fucking bombed. Yeah. But, she, like, around that time, she also became the most – like, she made more money than anybody ever. Yeah, like in for for one movie, I for, should have written down what movie that was, but I didn't. Yeah, she she started making let a fuck ton of money. She also she starts starring in a lot of horny movies, legitimately. Like, uh, spoiler alert for our '95 Razzie, but it's a movie starring Demi Moore about her being a stripper. Like, so she gets into this kind of wave of doing horny movies, and then is this her w- first horny movie? Indecent Proposal. I, I think so, um, mm-hmm. but she, I mean, Ghost is kind of horny, but it's more of a romance. Like, it's not as, like, Bone City like the other ones are. Right. She's, she doesn't I mean, do a so ton now, like, necessarily. No, she's kind of, like, faded away from movies and ha- is more in just, like, tabloids and stuff. She was on Empire like now for an episode? Am I right in that? I think she was. I don't know. Um, The movie that she made... In like an uh, outrageous amount of money, she's the highest paid actress in film history for striptease. Um, yeah, Cody, guess how much money she got for that? Um, that is the highest paid actress of all time. Yeah, still? so it's gonna like be that's still the case. No, no, no. Okay, it was then. Okay, it's gonna be disappointingly low. Um, it's gonna be like four million probs. Chad, do you have a guess? One point five million. Okay, twelve million. So it wasn't, oh, okay. it, oh. it wasn't like oh. nothing. So yeah, no, there's no there's no problem with women in Hollywood. What's <laughs> well, well, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I feel like people get paid a lot more than that now. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, actually, Mark, you'd be surprised. They honestly don't. I've been reading a bunch of stuff like this recently. Like Andrew huh. Garfield got paid three hundred thousand dollars to be in the second Spider Man movie. Like it's kind of. I guess that's true. They probably get a lot of their money from uh, like. Um, sponsorships and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's kind of weird how mm. much. Yeah, like people don't get paid as much as they used to. Like having those kind of insane deals doesn't really happen. There's always the exceptions, like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I hear is just like the most paid person. Yes, but. he gets paid a ton for those movies, but literally nobody else gets paid even close to what he does. It's, well, it's because he threatened to leave and they bought him back. Right. Um, okay, so the other star of this movie is Woody Harrelson. Um, at this point, he'd been on Cheers for eight years. He'd been nominated for five Emmys. That is a fact I always forget about Woody Harrelson, is he started in sitcoms. And I guess it's because I didn't watch yeah. Cheers, but, like, yeah, it, it, it's kind of interesting. Um, but also, he was a replacement character in Cheers. Like, yeah, someone yes. left Cheers, and then he took their spot. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, his movie career was just starting. He had been in L.A. Story and White Man Can't Jump, neither of which I've seen. But we've seen Woody Harrelson in, like, a ton of shit now. Um, yeah. He was, I mean, he was in all of the Hunger Games. He was in Zombieland. He was in True Detective. Yep. 
Um, it, He's the blind he guy in, in Seven Pounds. Remember Seven Pounds? Yeah. I never watched Seven Pounds. It's, it's okay. It's interesting. Um, yeah, he he's he's a much bigger star now, I think, than he was then. But what's interesting is like right. they're I guess we'll get into it as we talk about it, but like he has played as a fucking sex symbol in this, which is mind blowing interesting. to Kobo. <laughs> yeah. Cause like Yeah. Like no shade on the dude. Like he's obviously like awesome. But like what? <laughs> like I, I don't I, actually know if he's if he's like I don't think he's played as that much of a sex symbol. Like his his he's, wife spoilers leaves him. Yeah, he's but like as a he's sex like symbol. he's supposed to be a stud in those steamy steamy scenes yes, we get with him and very Demi. Much so. I guess so. Yeah, he's also s- kind of supposed to be a stud in Natural Born Killers. I think like yes, he's the bad boy that takes Julia Lewis away, but he is still supposed to be like seen as like sexy in that movie. I think. I think. Can we talk about how sexy he is in this movie? Like, yeah, in just let, the movie in general? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so. I'm so uh, ready. Okay. All right. We're diving in. Um, China, I feel like you like this movie a decent amount. I really had a like good, this. good, good, good time watching it. Um, I'm glad one of us did. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, so the movie starts off with a very obnoxious voiceover sequence. Um, it details mm-hmm. all of David, who is the Woody Harrelson character, and Diana's, which is Demi Moore. It details all of their relationship, their high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. They do some shit. And okay, they do it bad, the high school, so the high school sweetheart stuff is like I immediately I loved the movie when we like. No, Chad. Oh. No. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like just they. First off, it's completely unnecessary to even include these high school things when the voiceover yes. is telling us we were high school sweethearts. That's all you need to know. We don't need to see like the fake braces on Demi Moore's face and like the yeah. hair on Woody Harrelson. It's so, but it like I loved that the movie just like went for it. That they hired the hair and makeup people. That they filmed these scenes. Just no dialogue. Just montage. Right. I loved it. Just, they spend it, like probably a solid minute or two just convincing you that these two have the perfect love story and right. that nothing could ever go wrong for mm-hmm. them. They love each other forever and for always. Okay, and, no and joke, then this is this is <laughs> 10 minutes of the movie. It goes on for so long. Do you, do you remember the turning point in this part of the <laughs> in this part of the movie though when uh, well, Demi Moore's narration says um well we we had our differences. And then she talks about like how he always left his shoes on the table, and yes. <laughs> yeah, there's she just starts. You... So basically, he's a child who won't clean up after herself. And there's a sequence of Demi Moore walking around the house, just like with a laundry basket, throwing mm. things into the basket, pissed off. And then like Woody's making a mess on the table, trying to eat a peanut butter and banana sandwich. And then she just starts throwing soccer cleats for some reason. This like. 30 year old man has soccer cleats on the table <laughs> and and knives she throws knives at him but then she plays it off as if they're like she was just kidding and then they bone on the kitchen floor and we see I, his hey kid underwear this is on scene. the stove yep yeah okay, i see the everything the, the him like mid bite into the banana sandwich when she starts throwing cleats at him i just thought that was a funny image um, I thought it was like, 
I just thought it was hilarious. It's not good, obviously, right, 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 but I was right, so, so enthralled and in, in, into the movie at this point because I was like, and at this it, point I was I was like, what the fuck is this movie like? I I get it. Like, yeah, they they're in a relationship. Tries cool. So hard. It it tries so hard to make you believe that these, this couple is in love when mm-hmm. like just a couple having good chemistry will do that. Yeah, yeah. just like one good dialogue scene of and like good chemistry. This yeah. couple does not seem to have right. Yeah, well, and so so this scene is very uncomfortable to me because we're already starting off with like, oh, he's a man child who doesn't have it together, and she's a naggy wife who gets mad when he leaves his shoe on the thing. And also yeah. they start like hitting each other, and it's just like right. ah, perfect relationship, right? No, right? <laughs> like, what yeah, are you that's, doing? That's what I love then, about this scene is that like it went so balls to the walls so fast, and then yeah, they just yeah, giggle yeah. like it was nothing. And like as an audience, I'm thinking like, okay, though no, they have some like deep, deep, deep issues, problems. but they're just yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was just a, but, a blast to watch. But, but then they bone for an extended period of time on screen. Oh, it's extended, all right. <laughs> like like Something him is. licking her chest, yeah. her licking his chest, yeah. pants literally Ooh, catching he, on fire. He eats her out. Like She like pushes yes. his head down. Yeah, and... yeah hey, if oh, you guys thought is. we weren't getting blue on this podcast, you are wrong. We're going to talk about butts. We're going to talk about boobs. <laughs> We're going to talk about yeah. more butts. We're going to talk what about else are we gonna talk private about? Private okay. parts. Uh, Private we're going to talk about boobs. We're going to talk about if boobs. If we're talking boobs, baby, let's talk about don't, this. Don't no boobs shown part. in this entire scene, right? No, there are. Yeah. Right? I thought, no, not dude, in this I scene. Don't, it's sure. This scene I don't, shows I no don't boobs. Know. There's. I'm quite confident that you <laughs> see a boob once in this movie, and uh-huh. it is like when they're in bed talking about right. the proposal, which we'll get to. And like, she's like covering, boob. she's trying to cover herself up, yeah. but one of them it's just like she's out. trying to sit like people normally do in movies where like they have the sheet over their boobs mm-hmm. and one of them just falls out. Mm-hmm. And the editor was like, that's fine. It'll just be all rated, I guess. Yeah. It's, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all that. But yeah, so th- this scene resolves itself by he somehow left his underwear on the stove, which again, Fuck me as an audience member for like trying to make sense of how that happened. Um, and yeah, then- <laughs> and also like they keep cutting back to it, and mm-hmm. there's no, no payoff at all. It's just <laughs> I no. It that- starts smoking. It well, starts like it starts it smoking. Off a smoke alarm. It starts smoking, but like does it, then, does it even set off the, the smoke last alarm? Line of, the last line of the scene is her going, "Your pants are on fire," and he's like, "I know," and she's like, "No, really," and then it just cuts to a different scene. It well, like I mean, it plays as if Mark wrote this scene to put in that bad bad joke, right? <laughs> it it like they're just too busy hopping aboard the bang train to Bone City that they're mm-hmm. like not focused any like on anything else. Um, also during right. this whole fucking sequence, we still have all the uh, terrible, terrible, terrible voiceover. T- voiceover has mm-hmm. maybe been used well like five times. Um, and this is still on the lower end of voiceover. Like, this is some of the worst voiceover I've ever heard. And it doesn't help that we're shifting the narration either. I think that kind of, like, messes it up. Because it's like, this is the kind of voiceover. I love him. This this is the kind of voiceover that, like, some movies, it's like one of the characters is writing a novel, and like you're hearing the mm-hmm. novel over the action. Yeah, that sometimes it's like, 
someone's telling a story to someone else and you'll hear it like Forrest Gump he's telling people on the bench and you'll hear him tell other people not that that's a good yeah. use of voiceover just, but at least it's like me. it's grounded in something right. and then in this movie it's like you're just hearing voices and it's what what is it why are they saying these things at, at what point in time Good it point. We never me. we never see them like write a diary entry or nah. like talk to somebody about their relationship. You're right. It just exists in an ether like of It doesn't being. make any sense. It's like they're making a documentary about this about their fucking relationship, but yeah. it's not a documentary. I don't know. Okay. It's a, so, it's a, the best documentary I've ever seen, but continue <laughs> right. Um okay, so then they just like I don't know, they do some shit. Like they're trying to like build a house or buy a house or something. I don't I don't know. Yeah, don't so he's an architect he's and he's trying to build like his dream house or sure. something. And then they run they, out of money. Yeah, they do it bad. So they yeah. so, so they just need money. Because so, he's a man child and he can't do anything right. Right. Um, at this movie at this point in the movie is when I looked at the screen and I said Okay, very loudly, because their brilliant plan is to just go to Vegas and make money. Like, that is the worst plan you could possibly ever have. Like, I have no money. Let me go gamble it. Based on the people we've been presented with so far, like, that tracks. That that they're the kind of people that would do this. This destructive relationship, man-child people. Right. I mean, but, yeah, they're... I don't fucking get it. <laughs> the, like, they're, they their have five thousand on the line, and they're counting on Vegas. They have five thousand dollars left. Period. Yes. Five thousand, like at all, and yes. they go to Vegas, and they need what, like fifty thousand? Yep. Yes, something like that. And so, so he's like, well, to so after the first day, he's like, we have ten thousand now, so I've doubled what we have. Uh-huh. I think we can get it in three hours tomorrow, and I was like, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I don't know what kind of math you're fucking talking about. Yeah. Hey it's, man. It's not it's not gambling if you win. Th- that's why no, gambling I think it's sucks. Still gambling, yeah. Yeah, that's why I like yeah. I don't think I could ever gamble. I just value money too I, much. I will like pull my hair out over like very low stakes $5 <laughs> poker. <laughs> like Yeah. I yeah, I get so nervous. Like when I've we, doubled up to like $10 and then I'm like, ooh, I don't want to lose this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all very anxious boys, so it tracks that mm-hmm. we wouldn't be able to. Ha- Could you imagine us at a casino? We would just be like, Mm-mm. no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm I fine. I spent, I'm, uh, there I'm was fine. a, I was on my on my honeymoon. Uh, it was a casi- there was a casino. Hey, it was better we than the on. wedding, am I right? <laughs> uh, Chad, your wedding was lovely. Oh you're, you're, no, thank you, Mark. I'm glad yeah, somebody wedding, enjoyed their time no, at my wedding. No, um, your wedding was lovely. I just have been brainwashed by this movie to uh, just uh, think horrible things. Um, so right. what were you doing yeah. on <laughs> your cruise ship? Uh, what was I doing on the cruise ship? Oh. Hey, oh, hey, hey, well, much like this. Why were you starting a chainsaw? Uh, Chad, I don't know. Why, but why much did you like have a this on the cruise. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know we're uh, we're into some kinky stuff. Anyways, much like this. Gross! I hate it. I hate much it. Much like this movie uh, uh-huh. on on the cruise. Uh-huh. Laura and I. Hey. Went to a casino and we spent uh-huh. five dollars, uh, and that was it. Too much because I wanted to play. <laughs> I wanted to play the slot machine so I could go hello, and then that was it. What's that? A Did reference you make to? any money? Uh, the best movie of 2017, Twin Peaks: The Return. I'm going to cry. Did you make any money? 
uh, no, I lost $5. So it was like a really <laughs> easy decision to never play it again. Good for you. Gambling is uh, I, like everybody like has their thing. That is just one I couldn't, ne- I can't understand. Like I know it's a big thing for some I, people. I, I cannot uh, he, here's, comprehend it. Here's the thing. I think if I like put $5 in and that $5 turned into $100, I'd be like, nah, man, gambling's the best thing ever. But because I just threw five dollars away, I'm like, yeah, I'm never gonna gamble again. But I think it's the first time. I think it's dollars. Do what? You could lose that hundred dollars though, like that. Yeah, but like, like I had five dollars, now I have a hundred dollars. Now I think gambling's awesome, and I'll go on and ruin my entire life because of it. But like, yeah, because I lost the first time, I'm doomed yeah. to never want to gamble again. You okay. need to know when to hold them, when to fold them, and most importantly, when, when to walk, to walk away. away. And uh, and Mark, to add to that, uh, know when to run. Am I right? Mm, yeah, <laughs> fucking right. Um, I think the problem with the problem with Woody Harrelson's character is he doesn't know when to walk mm-hmm. away. And truly, he truly. tries he, to run. He, he's not very good at he never, good at it. He he always counts his money when he's sitting on the table. table. You oh. should never do that. There'll yeah, be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, so, so they lose all their money. For real, for real though, he 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 has ten thousand dollars now. So he's mm-hmm. like, all right, today I'm gonna make that forty thousand more. And then like it cuts to them at lunchtime, and they're like, all right, we have four thousand dollars. Let's <laughs> yeah. play one more game. And they Idiots. bet everything. Yeah. On stupid. One stupid. Thing. Yep. Stupid. Very stupid. Stupid. Um, I love the way, like, unironically, I love the way that these casino scenes are shot. Like, all the close-ups on the the ball bouncing. I don't know anything yeah. about these yeah, games. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, actually, I actually agree with you, yeah, Hugh. Sorry too. for interrupting you. Yeah, you're good. Me too. Um, but yeah, I just, it's like, it's the one part of the movie that's, like, not really basic. It, like, it's really close in. And, like, I've never seen that casino game filmed that way, where it's, like, really slow. You feel the tension of it. I like that. It's nice. Yeah, I actually I actually enjoyed that too. I I thought it was good as well, but Chad, you did want to talk about something very problematic during this whole Vegas Vegas sequence. Okay, so this will just extend into my overall problems with the movie, so I guess I'll just um I'll just go start into it, it now. Start it here. Yeah. I'll start it here. Um so there's a scene where Demi Moore is she's off trying on a dress and Robert Redford is watching her and saying some creepy stuff. Um yeah. but then what Woody Harrelson is doing is he's playing some games, winning some money. Um and he's next to these three, two or three um large black women who are just they're yelling and rhyming and clapping and talking about Denzel Washington. And basically yeah. the movie is just saying like, Hey, these people are just supposed to be hilarious. And they're the first non-white people we've seen so far in the movie. And then yeah. the movie goes on to at some, another point, Woody Harrelson's character is in this like weird rainforest cafe esque restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. Except it's all like offensive yellow face animatronics. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and the, I think the audience again is supposed to think that that's, hilarious um later woody harrelson is chasing after his wife um trying to stop him so i'm trying to stop her from having sex with a man that he agreed to um Mm -hmm. and as he's getting off the elevator there's um there's just a a crowd of about 20 to 30 asian men in business suits and they're all like screaming like oh oh, they're supposed to be just hilarious bumbling idiots um, yeah. Again, these are all the non-white people we've seen so far. Um, Literally, the only then, non-white people mm-hmm. that are in the movie. And 
And then later, Diana, um, Demi Moore's character, is teaching a... Ooh, she is teaching a United States citizenship class. Um, oh, God, that scene is rough. That scene is so yep. rough. It's like it's like 30 to 50-year-old people behaving mm. like kinder kindergarten students with all the oohs and ahs of like romance and love and... Um, because Robert Redford's character comes in there to he, super off her feet, and they're like, "Oh, he's yeah. so pretty." Yeah, they're just like, "Oh." See, like n- normally, normally I would yell at Mark right there for doing a racist impression. Except but he was doing a, the movie a he's favor. Doing what's in the movie? Yeah, that's yeah. what's in the movie. Like, yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. So everyone who's not white is supposed to be hilarious and <laughs> as delightful yeah, as I found this film, uh, that was the part that had me like, ooh, maybe this movie loses three of the five stars that I was originally <laughs> going to give it. Right. Yeah. It, wow. It, it very wow. much, it very much, um, yeah, if you, if if you're not white, you are a comic relief prop character, which is definitely yeah. Um, yep. And we and this we have also has a lot of really gross gender stuff as well. Well, Let's yeah, get we into haven't, that. The yeah, plot is about even, to get to that. Right. We haven't even gotten to that, and that is basically the whole movie. Is like, you know what? What if we were bad about uh, women? Um. So. David and Diana run into a horny billionaire who's played by Robert Redford. He wants to sleep with Diana. And this is where shit starts off pretty gross because so John, the horny billionaire, John Gage, doesn't look at Demi Moore. He looks at David and says, hey, may I have sex with your wife? I will pay you a million dollars to have sex with your wife. Never ask Demi Moore. Just ask Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Hey, may I have sex? And with so, your wife? here's here's the weird thing about this movie because this movie does behave as if um, John having sex with Diana is up to David, like it's his choice. That that's how yes. it's presented. Yes. But the very 100%. the very first time the very first time David and John meet uh, is when John is playing a casino game. The stakes are a million dollars, and he asks. Um, he asked David, like, may I, do you mind if I borrow your wife? Um, and David's response is like, she's right here. Ask her as if he's like giving her agency for that. But then when sex is on the table, um, David has all the agency. It's weird. It's yeah, weird what's, choice. What's, what's, what's whack about it is the fact that David has the choice about whether or not she does it. And then when she does it, it's her fault. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's, it's top to bottom gross. But even in that moment, Chad, it's still like, the man still has to give her the agency. She doesn't have it in of mm-hmm. herself, even in that moment. Like, yes, he kind of, it's like faux wokeness that he has there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he's like being like, oh, I mean, talk to her, but it's still him giving it. Like Robert Redford, it's still asking him. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's gross. Redford, yeah, Redford is the a-hole here, but yeah. David, but even, at least in this moment was like saying that she's a woman who can make her own choices. Um, but then yeah, completely forget about that. Right. When when so Robert Redford's like, "Can I have your wife?" and he's like, "Yeah, ask her." And then Robert Redford's like, "Do you want to join me?" And she was like, 
um, I'd rather not. And then fucking her husband's like, you should, though. It'll be fun. So he's like, oh, she yeah. has agency. You are right. She doesn't even have the faux. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. has, like, the, the, the falsehood of agency as long as she agrees with what her husband wants yeah. to do. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the movie yep. has issues. I was trying to find the one place <laughs> where, like, nope. maybe. Sorry, dude. Maybe, you gotta try harder. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, um. So so David and Diana kind of go back and forth on this indecent proposal. Um, but they eventually hey, give in. Hey, that's and the by, name of the movie. Exactly. They eventually give in. And by they, I mean David decides. Um, because Well, so, so David is like... Would you do it? And she literally says, "I'll do it if you want me to. I'll do." She says, "I will do it for you." And I was like, "Hey, that's not how that works." Correct. <laughs> Correct. Like you yeah. should have sex because you want to have sex. Yeah. And like, here's the thing. Okay. So I get like, if as like somebody in a relationship, I do. The part that I understand is if John Gage asked Diana that question, I would want my significant other to talk it out with me. Ultimately, it would still be her decision. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. th- them deciding as a team isn't inherently gross. It's just yeah, the fact good. that she she doesn't decide. He does. And he's the one asked. Like, that's the problem. It's not that they talk mm-hmm. it out together. It's No. No. Here's, here's, here's one thing about this movie, though this problem does destroy their relationship. So the question then, the question then is, is the movie presenting this whole thing as flawed or is the movie presenting it as, yeah, it's David's choice and the choice was just wrong. Or is it presenting it in a way that like this toxic relationship was doomed to crumble because look at them obviously that is not what the movie that is definitely no, not what the yeah. movie's doing yeah um, i guess I, the ending kind of ruins any possibility of that being the case right but. what what the movie is doing is like they made a bad choice but demi so let's just get well, into david we'll, made we'll a find bad it choice. as we go yeah um sure. so hold on this is my comparison for this movie remember that that movie that was like we have this box and if you press the box you'll get a million dollars and one person will die yeah yeah it's like that movie and this movie are both movies about like a choice you have to make and what that choice will do to you. Uh huh. So it's like it's like there's a right answer and a wrong answer to this choice, and like they're, we're gonna point out which one's right and which one's wrong. But right. it's not like it's not like they would have fallen apart either way. Yeah, well, I mean, what's fucked up about that comparison, Mark? I think it's an accurate comparison. But what's fucked up is the box in this movie is is Demi Moore. Is his yes. wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is deciding, and, you know, like, John Gage is giving him the thing. She is literally mostly an object in this movie. Um, yeah, speak- it li- this movie literally mm-hmm. objectifies her. Yeah, it's like, um, David owns her now, and now John owns her, and then now David owns her again. Yay, yeah, like, happy ending. Yeah, and speaking, mm-hmm. I mean, the movie isn't what I would call subtle, um, because there is a scene what? earlier in um, while they're doing the casino stuff, we forgot about this sex scene. We we promised to be horny. We need we need to focus up on these. Oh sex yeah, scenes. they bone. Um, on some, we shouldn't be skipping some sex scenes. They bone yeah. on some dollar dollar bills. And they there is a bed of money and they have sex on it. It's I would not touch insane. any of that money. Not a chance. Never. Nope. They like Mm-mm. intentionally pick it up and rub it all over each other. Throughout. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. There are some juices it on is, that money. It Gross. is much steamier than the kitchen floor scene for sure. 
Yeah, but it is very gross. <laughs> like it's yeah, she's laying in a pile of money. Like it seems like a because like it's like, not. It doesn't. It's also real. not just. It's not just money. It's Las Vegas money. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, so you know, they so so they're trying to decide whether or not to um take John Gage up on this offer. Um, so. Th- David eventually decides, he's like, you know what? Let's do it. We'll never talk about it again. Um, so Demi Moore goes out on a yacht with uh, John Gage. He's being kind of like flirty and stuff with her, and she's still being hesitant. And he's like, um, you know what? We'll flip a coin, and that'll decide whether you stay with me or if you, you know, call the whole thing off. He flips it. They, um, it, it, it determines that she's going to stay and for them to bang. Um, here because spoiler alert, it, it's, it's a Harvey Dent situation. Yeah. Which is, is is that confirmed? Yes. Yeah. It's confirmed later. Also fucked up because again, it's removing her choice from the situation. Like, because it's removing the chance from it as well. He says, um, we're not going to do anything that you don't choose to do or something along those lines. And then he doesn't. And then literally without a single like line of dialogue in between this and the following action, he starts sucking your face and it's yeah. yeah. And she doesn't um, seem to also. Yeah. He's saying things like your husband doesn't love you because he let you do this and yeah. making like accusations like that, like trying to undermine their relationship. Yeah. Like he's yeah, the it's... bad guy here. He needs to like own it a little more sort of he's trying but to make then Jimmy... David the bad guy. Demi Moore also sort of becomes the bad guy. But anyway, um, here, okay, so here's my big problem with the movie that doesn't, like, doesn't tie into how the movie is made or the gender politics or anything like that. (laughs) It's just a movie problem. Why don't we see them bang? Like, because that's what this movie's about. Um, here's my bet. Robert Redford didn't want to have fuck on camera. I mean, you're probably That's, right. That probably That's has, what the movie is about. Well, is this okay. One here's night. here's my here's my defense for it, and I, I think it's a solid one because I thought about this when it like faded to black. I was like, wait, I thought this was a horny movie. I thought we were going to see all the horniness, but then the following scenes are Woody Harrelson, um, David, uh, interrogating uh, Diana about what happened that night. Like, I want to know what happened, and like we're seeing through his lens. Like, we don't really know what happened on that yacht either. And so, like, he's obsessing over it, and I think we as an audience are also supposed to obsess over it. I think that was I, the mm, filmmaking okay. decision. I mean, okay, in my mind, there was absolutely... The, the fact that they flipped the coin and it landed on heads meant that they fucked, right? Yeah, they, they definitely it meant that she couldn't. Like, there, it meant that she couldn't There was leave. no doubt in my mind that they fucked. Yeah, mine either, but I just thought it was insane we didn't see it. Like, the movie... So, we thought it was going to be horny from top to finish. We thought we thought the trumpets were going to play the whole way through the movie. Well, the stops. saxophones, but yes. Right, right. It stops. <laughs> it stops. There's there's no more horniness for the next yeah, hour there's of just the movie. Yeah, there's just the two sex scenes. Yeah. Um. So, after this, in my notes, I can say... We, can we talk about what he's... What, I, w- I just wanted to mention what David's doing during this scene, because, like... Honestly, oh, yeah. there are some like so David is like running around Las Vegas trying to fi- trying to find him and make him stop doing whatever they're doing. Right. And at one point he he like walks in this room where like people are watching horse racing. Yeah. And it is like straight out of like the 1984 Mac commercial like mm-hmm. like really like really interesting lighting and cinematography for like a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, it's that, I and know. it's those casino scenes that really stand out in this movie. That was mm-hmm. like, yeah, and then after that, it's all kind of just like boring. Oh, you know what? There is there is one instance later on. I'll point it out when it comes up that like okay. really stood out to me as like strange filmmaking. But we'll get there. Um. So so David and Diana have basically decided never to talk about the night again, except that lasts maybe a day, and then David asks. He asks a lot of gross, like man-focused questions. You know, he d- he never asks her like, "Hey, how did yeah. it affect you?" or anything like that. All of his questions are basically about impetus to a Penis degree. He size. basically, yeah, he basically is like he he's so focused on did Robert Redford fuck you better than I did, which is so not the point like i mean she just went through the like you know like even if she enjoyed it it's still like a like complicated feeling she should be having and all he's focused on is like did he dick you down good or am i still the best you've ever had like i don't it's we've harped on yeah, it it's, it's gross it's it's gross um so they then, break up well one thing I want to hit on is there's somehow still money problems. They've gotten a million dollars, but they're still like, oh, oh yeah, the well, money's still hard. basically oh. they didn't uh, they didn't pay off their debt on the house soon enough, and so uh, the bank took it from uh, them. I don't know how loans work. But. Yeah, so yeah, like basically right. like they got foreclosed on. Yeah, and then before they could buy it back, um, fucking Robert Redford buys it. That's yeah. right. So he's and then he, Robert Redford won't sell it back to him because he's a dick. Yeah, he is like manipulating things from like outside. But so so David and Diana separate, and we're definitely okay. So uh, John Gage and Diana start having a relationship once David and Diana divorce, and we are supposed so so to they think- divorce and while they're while they're divorcing. Like um, Di- Diane is like visiting him to try to get the. Well, okay, so she finds out that he owns the thing, and she goes and visits him and is like, sell it to me. And he's like, no, marry mm-hmm. me. And she's like, no, I hate you. Right. Um, and then they, they, uh, Matthew, uh, not Matthew, uh, what's his fucking, the Ooh. dude gets mad, David gets mad that uh-huh. she visited him. Yeah. Didn't care about the context of why she, she visited him. Right. So then they get divorced. She still hates Robert Redford, but he keeps showing up to bother her. Yeah. Um. It's like... And then she falls in love with him. Like, yes. what the fuck is going on in this movie? Yeah, so, so yeah, she falls for Gage and is presented as the villain kind of from here on out for, because we just see um, Woody Harrelson being a sad sack for the rest of it, mm-hmm. and we're meant to feel bad for him. Like, I cannot right. believe his wife left him for and that billionaire. Like, what a, like... So, the Woody Harrelson being a sad sack stuff is again where the movie becomes my favorite movie ever. What? Um, what are you? Yeah. Talking so about? there's there's two specific scenes that like I just love. So he's reading the newspaper at the kitchen table, and then he like puts it down for a second and thinks, and he looks to the side and he sees his soccer cleats on the table, and he like picks them up and just puts them down on the floor, and like that's Ugh. supposed to be this like moment of growth for him because he's twelve years old. Well, um, you know, you know what? And, also, and here's the thing: he doesn't go and put them in the closet. He puts them on the kitchen floor. Well, you know what Chekhov says: if if you introduce soccer right. cleats in the first act, you, you got to you got to take them off the, the table in the third yeah. act. Yeah, yeah. yeah Someone exactly. has to die in the third act. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has to die. <laughs> right. Yeah, if you've entered his soccer cleats, um, and then there's another scene, and this is the one I was talking about. That like 
originally, like as the scene was unfolding, it was playing off as avant-garde filmmaking. It was bizarre and it like really threw me off. He's with his dog on the couch and he's going through some old stuff and he pulls out this walrus toy uh, or no hippopotamus toy. It's a hippo. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a hippo. Uh, from a box and he like puts it in the dog's face and then we cut to like a hard cut to the actual face of a hippo screaming and then it cuts back to the scene and the dog like stands up and walks away (laughs) and like like in the moment i thought that was like oh we're seeing this through the dog's perspective for like a split second and then the dog like walks away uh but then it cuts back to the hippo screaming and then it cuts back to their time at the zoo and he's remembering oh yeah i had a wife and it was nice because we went to the zoo and that's when he decides to win her back um but yeah those two scenes are just so weird and i love them both a lot so his attempt to win her back is so apparently David got the million dollars. Like, I guess because yeah. well, Diana neither of did, them wanted it, so right. he just has it. I guess. Yeah, and so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get rid of it, and he does it by buying a hippo. It's very confusing. He goes to the zoo. Yeah, they're gives at like a million dollars. They're like a weird. They're at an, like an animal auction where you mm-hmm. buy animals for charity. <laughs> but like, I'm still fuzzy on the details here. Obviously, the animals stay at the zoo, but it is presented like he buys a fucking hippo, which is very confusing. But like so one million dollars. Right. Had but the Diana movie ended with them riding the hippo together into the sunset, I think well, it would have been worth it. Obviously, it would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, the movie is fantastic. Five stars if that had happened. Right. Um, but Diana and Gage are also at this event. So he's like impressing her because he remembered randomly that she liked hippos mm-hmm. and was like, yo, here's $1 million. This yeah. hippo is for you. <laughs> I, it's and dumb. like the bidding, the bidding was only up to like 50000 at that point. And <laughs> right. he just jumps up to $1 million. Again, he could have like made the same. Fuck, fucking idiot. Could have made a similar gesture money. with 100000 Yeah, but. Yeah. This dude is bad at gambling. <laughs> for sure. Um, you gotta so, know when to hold them. Okay. Um, so Diana and Gage, they break up, uh, because Diana realizes... Yeah, so on the, on the way back from this auction, they're talking, and he's like, so you're like the 15th person I've done this with, right? Yeah. Okay, My so, favorite so just like, of the just, million dollar club is how he puts it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but before that, it's important. He notices she's getting iffy about it. She like is like, uh, she realizes the heat isn't there as much as it is with David, which seems weird. Well, mm. I mean, I guess we've seen her and David Bone, and we've never seen her engage Bone, so I guess it makes sense. But sh- he so sees her uh, seeing that, yes. and that's when. And, and what he does, what he does, is the very sweet thing of taking her agency away from her and manipulating Correct. her into thinking that he's a bad Correct. person and that she should Correct. leave him. Yeah, to, to like a fair, gentleman does. To be fair, he is a bad person, and she should leave him. Yeah, but right. not to go to David either. Yeah, maybe yeah. spend some time alone. Yeah, yeah so find yourself. So give that a, give I'll that see a that try. movie. I want to see the movie of of Demi Moore after the events of this movie, finding herself. That's right. what I want to so, see. So, so John Gage comes up with this wacky story that he's done this a million times. We are supposed to believe that he hasn't. We're supposed to believe that he's lying to save her feelings. Right. His Uh, limo driver like walks up to him afterwards and says like, what was that all about? No, I I don't think that's true. I think that normally he will just, he will do this and then like ride the relationship to its end. 
and then do it again. No, 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 no. no. I, I totally, no. totally, totally read that as, as he was making this all up so that she would leave him, feel good about it, and be happy. Because the way that he, like, he addressed the limo driver with it, it seemed like the limo driver actually knew, like, that I'm, this was his shtick. I think the limo driver was, like, playing along. Because, like, even Robert Redford had some, like, line where he was, like... Like, the limo driver starts making stuff up, too, and then Robert Redford goes, oh, well, I don't remember any of that happening, but <laughs> okay. So, yeah, something I get, like... I, I guess Robert ahead, Redford didn't... I guess Robert Redford didn't do his groundlings training. He He's not good at yes and. He just denies right. what the what the limo driver he's, says. He's not like we are on the podcast. Right, right, right. Um, no, he's actually pretty similar to how we are on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair. Um, so, yeah, Mark... Your read is interesting, and I saw that in your notes and found it fascinating that you thought it was real. And here's the thing. I kind of did, too, but I I pulled the summary by looking on summaries on the internet and pulling from different sources, that sort of thing. And every summary is like, he is lying to protect her feelings and letting her go mm-hmm. which again chad is accurate removing her agency completely and like she never makes a decision in this movie Every, all the guys nope. do for her but it is supposed to be and like oh, she is manipulated over yeah she's manipulated over and over again into thinking mm-hmm. she's making decisions um right so that's yeah. halfway there, movie. <laughs> no, um, but like no, so, that's even farther. So it 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 is supposed to be presented as Robert Redford being like, oh, he actually is a good guy. He actually did care about her because this was the the only guy that girl paid that a million dollars for dollars. sex with with someone who's married is the good guy, right? Um, Gage also reveals in this moment that his coin he flipped er- earlier was double-sided, which we've already talked about. Jesus it's Christ. Super fucked up. Um, then Diana returns to the pier where her and David originally got engaged, and David's there, so everything's fine, I guess. Yay. Yeah, Great. they do their thing that they say to each other where it's like, have I ever told you I loved you? No. Um, that I do. Thing. You guys don't have to do it again. Don't do it again. Please Still? don't. <laughs> um, so, so, so that, that, that's the movie. We, we've talked about a lot of our feelings. Well, that bridge where they end up is where they, is where he proposed the first time. Yeah. yeah. I said that. Cody said that. Where he made that decent proposal. Ah, uh, see, I thought that was the indecent one at first. And then I was like, oh, what Robert Redford is doing is way less decent than the original <laughs> that's, proposal. That's not even like almost decent. It's yeah. significantly less decent for right, sure. Right, 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 right. Uh, so, so, so we've talked about a lot of our thoughts on it. One of the things we didn't um, address a ton is how boring Mark and I found the whole movie. Um, which I was, was incredibly uh, I was delighted every single second of it. Like, unironically, because it, it was like, it felt like 11 different movies at different points Correct. in the movie. Yep. And like, so it was keeping it fresh. Like every 15 minutes, it was like, oh, now I'm watching a casino movie. Oh, right. now I'm watching a horny movie. Oh, now I'm watching a movie about the crumbling of a relationship. Oh, now I'm watching, you know, and it goes on. But I liked it. I, like 45 minutes into the movie, I was like, you know what? I'm good. Like I, it, it got so boring to me after they left the casino stuff. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. I, it blew my mind the fact that like the the indecent proposal had happened by the end of the first half. 
Yeah. And I was like, what the what the fuck is the rest of this movie gonna be? Well yeah, it was and the falling the was it was the falling action of the indecent proposal. We saw how their relationship was affected, um, and how they eventually found their way back to each other. Which could have done I mean th- the second half was significantly worse than the first half. Yeah. I don't know a whole could lot about movie lot structure, but isn't the falling <laughs> action supposed to be like pretty short and near the end? Um uh, I mean you're not wrong about that, but <laughs> this movie was like it was challenging the uh, industry standards, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, yeah. and uh, it was a brave. It was a brave movie um, for doing that. <laughs> sure, yeah, real yeah. brave. Um, it's something, um, guys. So, so this movie was written, interestingly enough, written by a female, by which a is, woman. Which is only interesting in the fact that the woman character has no agency. Like, women can write any kind of movie that they want. I just find it interesting that she chose the right one where the woman makes no actual decision. Um, It was directed by this guy named Adrian Lin, who is known for pretty, like, sexual movies. um, Such as he did um, Flash Flash Dance. Dance. He also did Fatal Attraction, which is more of a horror movie than anything else. Um, but is a very sexual horror movie. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. It's it's not as bad as this. It's actually, like, entertaining. Um, <clears throat> so this also was based on a book, which is interesting. Mark, you want to tell us about that? Um, well, I, it seems like no one on the internet has read the book, um, and <laughs> nor, I nor sure as they. fuck wasn't, wasn't gonna, um, but here's, right. here's what I do know about the book. Um, it seems a little racist, like even mm-hmm. more racist. So, more so, so than David the movie. Is, David is Jewish, right? And Robert Redford is a Muslim. He's, he's, he's like an Arab. Like he's like a, like a sheep, okay. basically. So, so, yeah, so so the so the issue being that the Jewish man is greedy and wants the million dollars um and the Muslim is the bad guy. Well that, but also it just like is like uh Arabs hate Jews. Cultural differences. Which right. is like yeah. mm, don't love it. Don't love it. Mm. Um so let me ask Can you. Can we this. talk a little the bit more about the voice, writer real quick? The Oh, uh, I wanted to ask about the voiceover um, and if it came directly from the book. Do we know? There's I have a, no fucking idea. Uh, because that would a, make some sense. Ch- I guess. Sure, yeah. I mean, probably. That's a yeah. decent chance. Mark, if you wanted to talk is, about the writer some more? If the book is written like that, then I don't want to fucking read that oh, book. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, me either. The person who wrote this movie also wrote Beethoven. <laughs> Her name's is Amy Holden Jones. We should we shouldn't be like the movie and give the the female we talk about no recognition. Yeah, sure. that lady, sure. that chick who writes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's probably right, a man right. that really wrote Beethoven, but she got all the credit. Mm, I think. Well, I think it may have been a talking dog who wrote Beethoven. Probably. I don't yeah. Know. I've never seen it. The talking dog um, has um, more agency. Uh, well, that's no talking dog. It's just a regular dog in Beethoven. Yeah. I saw the script. For, oh. I looked at the script for Beethoven, and it just says bark, 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 bark. But like it's all just a bunch like, of paw prints, like <laughs> translate. But it, translating mm-hmm. into bark, bark, bark. But yeah. But it's formatted in uh, script writing format. So like, dogs oh, got well, mo- dogs good. got money to afford that stuff. I guess. Uh huh. Well, yeah, it comes standard on a lot of programs, but that means the dog had it. Like you know, was able to purchase the screen. Yeah, that, that, that's so what I'm saying. That's, that's what good. I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Anyway, this movie made more money than it should have. How much did it make? It was one of... So, go ahead, Mark. 
Um, well, I got to like, scroll back up to it, but it, it made like so it had like a sixty-five million dollar budget. Wrong. I will read it. Okay, um, sorry, I couldn't find it. Sorry, <laughs> I put it in it, there. Um, couldn't so find it. That's what she said. It made thirty. Mm, sure, fine. That is it had a thirty. <laughs> it had a thirty-eight million dollar budget and made two hundred and sixty-six million dollars. It was That's one of insane. the biggest hits of '93, which is kind of buck wild. Um, so like Jurassic Park yeah, beat it. it. <laughs> well, obviously yeah. Schindler's List also beat it. It probably did, and Fugitive definitely beat it. I. 100% think it made way more money than Days and Confused did. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still, like... <laughs> its budget was more yeah. money than Days, Days and Confused made. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Uh, What's weird, though, is well, that... So Razzies nowadays don't usually pick popular movies for their worst movie of the year. They pick, like, Jack and uh, Jill and shit like that. No, in 2016, it was... No, it was Hillary's America. In 2015, it was uh, Batman vs. Superman. So, like, that movie really? made a ton of money. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and they I did, like, Twilight a bunch. Yeah, so, so they but will... But it, it, it's usually, on... like, an Adam Sandler flop nowadays. Usually. Yeah, it, it, it's movies that are, like, big but are, like, known to be bad. Indecent Proposal was a hit. Like, people yeah. liked this movie. Uh, Roger um, Ebert gave her a okay. 3.5 out of 4 <laughs> stars. Yeah, I read his Which whole review. Even if you he... like this movie, is bug wild. His, his whole review of this movie was like, I, like, ever since I saw this movie, I just keep thinking about the fact, would I make, would I let someone fuck my wife for a million dollars? And I'm like, Rog. God, that's gross. Roger. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Like, it's a pretty okay, easy but- Pretty easy answer. So uh, the movie has a 38 on Rotten Tomatoes, 35 on Metacritic. It, it's 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 interesting because this movie isn't like that poorly received. So like it's why do we think the Razzies thought this was the worst movie? Obviously, Mark and I don't love it. Um, but here's it one theory. Um, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson coming from like the sitcom background now is like trying to do like there's parts of this movie that are silly. There's parts of this movie that are. In- overly serious and play is kind of silly now um it would be as if like after the office rain wilson made like this movie and we all thought it was funny did you guys know he's in the new star trek yeah yeah the new star yeah, trek yeah. show i hadn't that's watched it confu- that's a bit confusing right well f- yeah because we're not gonna fucking pay for cbs all access are you kidding me I yeah, yeah but you could also like services. just have basic cable um here's Chat, thing, it though. doesn't air on don't. cbs wait yeah well i don't up. i also don't but it it doesn't air on cbs it is a cbs all access exclusive. are you kidding me I'm i think that serious. if you have cbs you can log on with your um, streaming no, or your like you, cable you abso- info. You absolutely cannot. Absolutely That's cannot. That's insane though. Uh, yeah, it is a CBS all access exclusive show. I mean, CBS has been trying to do that. That's what they did with the the Good Fight. Is that the Good Wife sequel? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's yes, what yes, they yes. dropped like the first five episodes at the same time, but and then they aired them on TV. But right. like, so what's what CBS did for Star Trek is they aired the pilot on TV, but they're not airing any of the other episodes. That's, That's ridiculous. I'm boycotting CBS. I'm never decision. watching Big Bang Theory or Young Sheldon ever again. 
<laughs> when you are a devout watcher of both of those programs. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, really hard to a, not watch that franchise anymore, but I just I can't support a network that would do something like this. So it it's it's just it, it's so insane because CBS could have had one of the biggest cable hits of the year if they had done it. Yeah. And now nobody's watching it. No, like, I mean there are some people who are obviously, but it's really not a high majority of people. Well, I mean what what they're doing is smart because they're trying to launch this this um, streaming platform, um, which like is better than any other fucking cable, uh, basic cable or not even basic cable, like all access channel is doing. Like ABC and NBC have no compet like. Com- comparable streaming service yeah and i guess um, like hulu. it would make they, they all put their they all put their stuff on hulu it, yeah like, but that's they don't get a better choice it, they don't get as much money from that as they would if they had their own streaming service though it makes but sense i don't to me. want everything to have its own streaming service neither do i but cbs does it makes sense for the cable companies yeah like and from cbs's perspective like if they are trying to launch something like that do it with Star Trek, something that has this built-in, like, devout audience of Trekkies that will pay yeah, for it. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. and, like, but, that's, but what, I, I think that's what that FX did. FX did that with their streaming service. They put all of The Simpsons on there. But then you can yeah. also just watch The Simpsons when it comes on. Yeah, but you can't yeah, see like, all of The Simpsons in order. There's a thousand right. episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, I sure, sure, it's sort of smart, but you're gonna get Trekkies money basically, and then once yeah. Star Trek Discovery ends, they're not gonna watch the good fight. You know, I it's mean, just, yeah, like I unsubscribed from Showtime it, as soon as Twin Peaks was over. Like, I don't care about. Right. I'm dying up here, like at all. Right. At right. all. Anyway, why? Oh, so we were talking about Woody Harrelson being a sitcom star and then banging in this movie. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a decent idea. It just seems like this was a big movie. It was. It may have been like culturally fun to like shit on it during this time. That seems to be a Razzie decision a lot of times. Like it also, choosing Batman versus Superman is the most obvious choice. You know. Yeah. It also takes itself really seriously, but doesn't like for sure. It doesn't come across as what it wants to be at all. Right. I think like, like the that last you, Chad, moment of like doing the the their thing, their lines back and forth is supposed to be this really sincere and sweet like oh they're back together and that's a good thing moment. But I was laughing through every single like when she said always, I was laughing. It was hilarious. Yeah, like even you who yeah. liked this movie liked it because it was so like off the wall and you didn't like it because it was like a serious emotional yeah, pull on you at all. It's not good. It's just it's just a it's just fun to watch. Yeah. I I mean I disagree. So I don't think it's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um but okay, so I I guess the question we need to ask ourselves then is a why wasn't it hornier? Um <laughs> Robert Redford, like, I'm telling you been... Robert Roger didn't want to bone down. That's probably yeah, true. I mean, that's definitely yeah, um, true. I'm 100% positive. With no so research to back that the, up. <laughs> right. The, the the other question, I think, is, is this movie that bad? It, because this is considered the worst movie of 93. Obviously, we haven't seen every movie of 93. That's just kind of unfeasible. Um, but, like, how how bad is it truly? I think it's mediocre, I you know, but I don't think I would ever think of this movie in like the canon of like worst movies ever. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I, obviously I was charmed the whole time, but like it makes a lot of sense to me that it would win the Razzie. Um, because mm-hmm. like I, I think Mark, did you describe it? This may have been like when we were planning on doing the podcast, but um, that the Razzies was started as like what is a bad movie that's fun to watch? Um, yeah, I mean, the guy who who made the Razzie who made the Razzies released a book that's called like the thousand worst movies you have to watch, right? Right, right. Um, right I mean, right. the Razzies started as like a guy would throw like a dinner party every night, every week, or every year before the Oscars, and then he like rented out a space and got someone to like show it on TV, and it blew up from there. It's kind of like a publicity move for him and him alone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's yeah. So like, what's Super Mario Brothers came out this year, and that is a movie that is that, known to be mm, that movie? absolutely terrible. Yes, and that it didn't movie. even get nominated for a single Razzie, which is insane. That should have won the Razzie in comparison. Like I said, it makes yeah. sense with Indecent Proposal, but like when you compare it to something that's as obvious a disaster and a delightfully fun to watch disaster as Super Mario Brothers, um, talk about a movie that just does not understand its source material at all. Oof. Oh, not at all. It's it's tough. Yeah, so... So so that's what's strange is like that doesn't even get nominated and this movie which is just simply mediocre like is what gets considered the worst. I don't know. I I'm on the side of it's not truly that bad. It has a fun it has fun moments. If you're going to watch it, I would recommend watching the first 45 minutes and then reading what happens on Wikipedia. I mean, if yeah, you like text <laughs> on your phone during the second half, you'll be good. Or in the first half, Which honestly. Is maybe what maybe what Cody did. Then maybe it wouldn't be good because I actually didn't do that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, so 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 Chad, you land on like people should like watch it. It's fun. I land on watch half of it. Mark, where do you kind of land on that? I mean, I would say watch it with a group of people, but if you're alone and looking for a movie to watch, maybe not this one. Yeah, watch something right. more fun than this. But yeah, I think it would be more fun with a group of people. Yeah, I mean, all, I, all I, bad I movies so are. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Yeah, it is interesting. We're typically watching these by ourselves, so it is a weird prism to watch those under. Um, but one thing I wanted to do, because I want our podcast to be positive more than mostly negative, so even on these Razzie um, episodes, I want us to find some joy in it. So we're obviously not voting because we're only watching one bad movie, so let's instead all say one thing that we genuinely enjoyed about this movie. Let's end on a positive note. Uh, Mark. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot to assign a person, Mark. I really enjoyed Oliver Platt, who played the uh, lawyer. He was, like, kind of a lighthearted guy. He was just, like, a fun lawyer character. Didn't do with the rest of the movie, but I liked him. Um, yeah. Cody. Um... I find Woody uh, Woody Harrelson's performance interesting. Um, I obviously don't agree with the character choices, but I think he does pretty well in that role, and also Robert Redford is pretty charming. I don't think Demi Moore is bad, necessarily. Uh, they just don't give her a lot to do. So I think acting would be my compliment for this movie. Um, it's interesting seeing Woody Harrelson as a sex symbol would be my would be yeah. my 1B, I He's guess. such a stud. I, I don't think Woody Harrelson is that great in this. I actually think he's kind of bad. I do like Robert Redford in this, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- 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 that's fair enough. Um, I think it's source material. We obviously know that 
these actors can do good stuff, but like they're just not working with a lot. Right. But but I I give I give credit to the acting. I guess is the best I could do. Chad, I really like um in some of the earlier scenes, like in the casino. Um, I really like Demi Moore's backpack, her yellow backpack. It's it's cool. She does have a good backpack. In this it's movie. a very good backpack. Like I, I don't don't even remember the backpack. Oh, it's like oh, it's, it's like really backpack, like Mark. loose and like it like hangs on like these like long straps. It's just like trendy and cool. I think it, like that style could come back. I'll have to look yeah, it up. Yeah, very good. She also has a she has a good haircut in this movie. That's another good yeah. thing. I like her haircut. Her style throughout until haircut. she starts dating Robert Redford's character and becomes like the bougie uh rich girl style. Her style was on point throughout. Mm-hmm. She wears overalls at one point, right? Yeah, and those are back. Those are in. Oh, here's something else yeah, I like. I like style. I liked that lecture that um we we heard about architecture. Thought that was a little bit interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, it was really interesting to learn about architecture halfway through this movie. I think David <laughs> would make a good teacher. I think he made the right choice there. Yeah. Yeah, that was part of his like growing up was like he he stops putting his cleats on the table and he teaches an architecture class instead of trying to make his own house. Right. Yep. Um, okay. So let's wrap it up. Um, that's what she said. You know, we've, exactly. We've said, can we turn the the horniness down a little bit? (laughs) Yeah. We're going to turn the horniness down. Turn that sex. So, yep. So that's our thought on the movie. So we've wrapped up 93 boys. Uh, we determined Jurassic Park is the best movie of 1993. Um, We've determined that indecent proposal isn't that bad. Cody, Um, let me ask you this before we fucking trying to get through the important part. Go, go, go. Should have said it before. Go. Because I think I say this because you brought up dazed and confused. Um, that we, we've sure. I see where this is going. I don't want to do this and I don't enjoy it. Go. Indecent Proposal Go. versus Days and Confused is which one do you prefer? Which one would you rather watch? Because you you uh, were the only one that like Mark and I both liked all the movies. You were the only one that had a problem with one of them and it was Days and Confused. I'm curious if you prefer this movie to that one. Obviously, I don't prefer it, but I don't want to watch either one of them. Uh, like Days and Confused is the better made movie, but I I'm fine with not watching either one of them ever again. That's not a satisfying answer to me. I wanted you to say something nice about Days and Confused <laughs> before we like ended the podcast. But before we ended 1993. It, it's well made. That is what I can say about it. Um, so we finished 93. Determined Jurassic Park is the best movie of all time. We Or of 93. We determined that Indecent Proposal is not that bad. So we are b- about to launch into 94 in two weeks. We are starting off with Chad's pick for the best movie Yay. of 94. Chad, give us a one-sentence Tell us what the movie is. Give us a quick lowdown. I've got one sentence. Okay. Uh, the movie is Pulp Fiction. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. You really did um, a point. <laughs> um, so that Can is the next movie we'll be just. Dis- you could have okay, made the you, compound you get sentence, one- dummy. Yeah. You get one more sentence. Okay. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's masterpiece, likely probably the best movie ever made. There you go. Bold. Don't agree with I that, like but we'll talk about it. Um, so... That is the movie we're talking about in two weeks. We're starting off our 94 series. Um, 
yeah, and so that's it for this episode. Um, if you want to follow our show, which you absolutely should, you can follow us at WePickPicks, W-E-P-I-C-K-P-I-C-S on Twitter. Please follow us there. We post lots of gifs. We let you know about new episodes. It's very fun. If you want to be a part of the community that's talking about the movies we're watching and other movies in general, you can find us on our Facebook group, which is the Best Pictures Facebook group easy to find um please rate review and subscribe to our show um the more people who rate and review it the more people find it the more subscribers we have the more people find it um we just want to have an audience that really is into what we're doing you can follow me at cody lunsford underscore on twitter and instagram chad you can follow me at chad a oliver on twitter instagram and letterboxd where you can track my movies uh, you can follow me at Wallington Mark on Twitter and Mark0014, I think, on Letterboxd. And speaking of Letterboxd, Best Pictures, the podcast, has its own official Letterboxd now. So you can follow that if you're on Letterboxd, and we will be posting the movies that we're talking about. We will link off to the web links and the Apple Podcast links to each episode's in the description of all of our lists. Um, you will see the running tally of the movies that win for each year. All the movies we're talking about in general, you will see an average of our reviews for each of the movies. Um, so yeah, definitely go follow uh, Best Pictures on um, Letterboxd. And you just find that through our Twitter. So at WePickPicks. We so um, that's it for Best Pictures. Thank you everyone for joining us. And remember, as always, if you ever want something badly... Let it go. If it comes back to you, then it's yours forever. If it doesn't, then it was never yours to begin with. See you next year. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I'm leaving that along with the fuck off. Possibly along with this, too, in the podcast. <laughs>